Welcome to Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs. At Shouts of Grace Radio, it is our purpose to encourage you to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as a foundation for a genuine relationship with God. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for today's conversation. Welcome back to the program. We are so glad that you can join us. Uh, Man, um, we hope that this time of isolation for you hasn't been an isolation from the Lord. Hope that you are hearing from God clearly and often and taking advantage of of this time um, and praying and hoping that um, that you can return to your local church congregation soon um, and that God would end this this period of time and that great lessons would come out of it. Um, and so uh, super excited for, for what the Lord will um, bring to us out of this. Um, if you are listening to Shouts of Grace for the first time, we want to say welcome and let you know that you can catch up on any past broadcasts by going to shoutsofgraceradio.com and there we'll have about 111 episodes, um, about a year and a half, a little more than a year and a half worth of things for you to listen to, um, covering a whole host of topics, uh, theology, scripture, um, general application to life. And for those of you that don't know, um, that is what Shouts of Grace is about. It's us taking the Bible, applying a biblical worldview to um, life as we know it. Um, and if you are a return listener, we want to say welcome back. Thank you for your support, as well as a shout out to Key Radio for use of their studios here in Provo, Utah. And let you know also that if you are in the northern Utah County area and you do not have a home church, why not stop by um, Redemption Hill? Shouts of Grace is a radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church there in Saratoga Springs. We meet every Sunday morning when we return out of the COVID crisis at um, Vista Heights Middle School and there in Saratoga Springs. Um, you can learn more about that by going on to rhutah.church uh, for our service times, directions, and other things that are happening at the church. And until that time, you can actually um, go on to our Facebook page as well as our YouTube page, and you can view our uh, Sunday morning services online beginning at 9.45 a.m. live, and so we encourage you to do that as well. Well, last week um, on Shouts of Grace, we actually started a series that we're calling Hard Realities, uh, the, the the stroll through Ecclesiastes, those things that are difficult in life. Um, and, and so uh, last week I had on the program a good friend, Keith Radke, and the newly installed elder at our church, Pastor Joe Funicello. Um, this week, back in studio, I have Pastor Joe back, but also um, we have, and, and I just love saying this, Mike, Dr. Mike Cunningham. Oh, stop it. Stop. <laughs> I just love it. Mike is, uh, is, uh, is going to be- It's good a, to be here, though, but thank yeah. you. Thanks. Mike, Mike is a recently uh, man who's bald. Um, yes. <laughs> he he um, cut his hair. <laughs> well, um, hair broke up with me. The hair broke up with It's him. not like I decided, no, I don't like hair. No, the hair decided didn't like me. But. That's right. And, and if you'll notice, Mike has um, the amazing uh, radio voice. Um, I think he could be a sports announcer. He could be anything he wanted where his voice uh, was involved. But Mike um, is is fellowshipping at Redemption Hill until, until you start or until you plant a church next year. Right, Mike? It's the plan. Yeah, awesome. And he's going to be planting that church in Vineyard here in Utah County. And so if you are listening and you are wanting to be a part of a new work and you've been praying for that, why not? Um, Mike, how would they get in ch- How would they get in touch with you? You know, loseyourself.life is my blog. 
And okay. so uh, that probably be the best way to go for it. Awesome. Well, listen, we are going to have part two. Um, last week we started in Ecclesiastes chapter eight, and so we're going to have uh, start. We're going to finish up with that um, particular part in part two this week. And it's 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 a hard thing. It's a hard thing that we're going to talk about. It's it's hard to grasp. It's hard to understand. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to. I'm going to go ahead and read this section, and then I'm going to serve the ball over to you guys. In Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 14, there is a vanity that takes place on the earth, that there are righteous people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the wicked, and there are wicked people to whom it happens according to the deeds of the righteous. I said, this also is vanity. Joe, this is hard. This is a hard thing to grasp because you and I understand or we've come to believe and think that if I do good, good things will happen. And if I do bad, bad things will happen. And this almost seems to turn the tables on that. Make sense of this for us. Well, this, and I appreciate uh, you handing the ball over to me with this easy question, because I think, <laughs> I, I think uh, theologians have wrestled with this through the centuries. And I know that I will actually uh, make this, uh, uh, so, uh, solve this right now. And I'm going to hand it over to Dr. <laughs> Mike because, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, you know, it is a question uh, in the Psalms. The psalmist deals with this too, and he doesn't really make heads or tails out of this either until he comes to the sanctuary of the Lord, until he sees a little bit of the uh, what it looks like through God's eyes. You know, um, sometimes, it, and, and I think C.S. Lewis wrote that book on, on uh, um, you know, why difficult things, why bad things happen to good people, or... You know, in this case, why are the people, the scriptures would say, why are the evil being blessed? Um, you know, the Lord has this in his hands and he figures us all out and we can't bid in. And we talked in the previous uh, uh, radio broadcast in Psalm 73, it, it, the, the psalmist goes before, uh, in the sanctuary, goes before the Lord, and then he sees what's really important. You know, because it's all throughout Scripture. No one's right, Mike. No one's going to escape this. Nope. I mean, God sees everything. He's going to deal with everything. And we can come and receive mercy and, and he'll deal with us in that way in grace through Jesus Christ or or um, or, or not. But the Lord has his hand on on this uh, as we go through it. But for the Christian, I think the way to get through this is to actually uh, go and, and go into the sanctuary and see with the eyes of the Lord have your eyes on eternity because mm. it isn't just about this little bit of time here because um, that's not what really matters. That's it, right. It's what matters. What, what, what's coming up. That's right. Mike, he, he says, he says in Psalm 73, <clears throat> Joe, Joe brought this up. He says, I'm um, in verse one. Truly God is good to Israel to those who are of a pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Now, we're talking about perception here, right? Mm -hmm. there, there's a, a reality of our perception of things that doesn't jive with what God's perception is. And so we're looking out at the world and we're looking at all this stuff and we're like, like God, what's going on? But but as, as, as he goes on to say, and Joe pointed this out, the true perception that we seek, it really comes when we come into the presence of God, does it not? Absolutely. What I love about the perspective of this book and, and the work of the author in general is that, you know, you have Song of Solomon, that's just young man, passionate. And then you got Proverbs at his peak and his wisdom, and he's just dropping truth bombs left and right. And then you get to Ecclesiastes. 
And and it let's and what's funny, you juxtapose it to say Proverbs, where he kind of peaks. You know, in this last chapter of his life, he's done the wrong things. He's okay. pursued the wrong things. He is the ultimate example of, you know, if you ever as a Christian is thinking, man, everyone else is having a great time, man. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I should party like a rock star. Maybe I should live for myself and, and indulge myself. And this is a guy who, I mean, he's, he's royalty. He has done anything that you ever wanted to do. He has, you know, had nothing refused. There's no, no in the vocabulary. He's, he has indulged himself every conceivable way from women, money, whatever. And he's coming to the point and saying vanity. It's all vanity. I, I, he's testifying. I've done it all. I've seen it all. It's not enough. It's pointless. And then he, and he turns and in turn, we return the attention from the self back to God, what you're just saying in, in terms of, you know, when you put an eternal perspective on life, it, it, it helps in the way we reasoned ourselves through, you know, hard times, through good times and through, you know, through the different events in our life. And so, you know, again, we're, we're, we're even you're talking about the, the distribution between, you know, evil things happening to good people. Uh, good things happening to evil people. I mean, when you look at that through the lens of just a very commercial in the moment, materialistic, this is all there is way. It just seems completely unjust. But when you have the eternal perspective, when you're living your life for God, it gives you perspective to be able to, to navigate those in a much better way. So Mike, then what you're saying is when, when you were talking, what I was hearing is, and even in this verse, it, it says there, um, it almost seems like Solomon is approaching this, acknowledging that there's an expectation that good things should happen to good people and bad things should happen to bad people. And because I see this flipped on its head, this is vanity. And and so maybe maybe what we need to talk about a little bit here is this idea of expectation. When, when we come to the Lord... You know, we expect that if we do right, right will happen. And and it's a confusing thing when we do right and bad happens, right? And 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 Joe, you know, but that's Christianity. That's the life of Jesus. Jesus did good. He did perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. He got really he got the raw end of the stick, man. Yeah. I mean, talk about bad things happening. So what ought to be our expectation when we come to the Lord? Well, uh, you know, like you said, initially, <clears throat> I think we all come from a background and, and it is common to assume do good, get good, do good, get good. And it's ingrained. And then, um, and then as a Christian <clears throat> or as we mature in Christianity, um, I think the do good, get good is removed and we end up seeing we have good. In the mm. midst of getting good, doing good, or whatever, we always have good through Jesus Christ. And I think yeah. when Paul says, put our mind on things above, part of that is to realize that we have good in the midst of tremendous difficulties at some times, things we do not understand that come up upon us, or maybe through no fault of our own. And um, so we have good. 
because of the wonderful, loving grace of our Father that sent his Son to bear all of our sins. Now we're found in him, and so we have good. We always have good, even in the midst of not necessarily getting good. The do good, get good is kind of moved out of the way as you mature in Christ and you see that I have good in Jesus Christ, and we can rest in that. Yeah, amen. Hey, on the other side of the break, Mike, what I want to talk about is I want to talk about kind of how this, how these couple of verses are are introduced, because in in chapter eight, verse ten, it says, "Then I saw the wicked buried. They, they, the wicked, used to go in and out of the holy place and were praised in the city where they had done such things." Because the context of this whole idea of judgment not coming swiftly, this whole idea of good things happening to to bad people and bad things. It's, it comes on the heels of people coming in and out of the holy place, doing wicked and having all the benefits of the righteous who are laboring to love God. And so maybe we can talk about that um, on the other side of the break. You're listening to Shouts of Grace. We'll be right back. You're listening to Shouts of Grace with Pastor Steve, the radio ministry of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. For more information about Redemption Hill, you can visit our website at rhutah.church. Shouts of Grace Radio is thankful for the encouragement from Key Radio, reaching Utah with the good news of eternal life from their station in Provo, Utah. Now, let's join Pastor Steve for the conclusion of today's conversation. Before the break, we, um, we Mike, I, I had asked this uh, question or, or, or proposed that, that the context of all this is people that are coming in and out of the house of God into the holy place, and, and, and they're doing wicked. Nothing's happening to them, right? It's almost like they got, they got nine lives. Um, in fact, to the contrary, they're doing wicked, and they seem to be being blessed by it. You know, talk— Talk a little bit about this idea of, of, you know, being in the holy place, doing wicked. Talk from two perspectives. The one who's doing the wickedness, thinking that, hey, ha, look, I'm being blessed. God's, God's so wonderful. And then maybe talk about the one who's looking at that wickedness, scratching their head and going, what in the world? God, are you not being mocked right here? Does your word not say you're not mocked? And, you know, whatever man sows, he's going to reap. Talk about that. Kind of work that out. Well, you know, it's interesting when we t- we bring our worldview into each of these situations. And if you have a materialist, all there is is this worldview, then it seems completely unjust because, you know, what you were just saying, you know, do good, get good, do bad, get bad. What's your motivation here? What what is what are you bringing into this? What what, what is your motivation for for coming to church? What is your motivation for seeking after God? Is he just an enhancement on your life? Is he mm. the, is he the spiritual yeah. referee that's just going to come in here and smite your enemies? Is this uh, you know is who's in control here? Because it sounds a little bit when we get when we start judging God that way, we kind of putting ourselves on the throne. We're saying you know I'm on the throne, God's helping me. This is not right. God make it right. Versus God is looking at us all as sinful creatures, as unworthy people, as uh, as flawed. Uh, sinful, I mean, again, flawed, sinful pe- uh, people. And we, uh, our limited perspective can't comprehend what he is doing in our lives. And you know what? He's going to deal with sinful people. He is. It might not be a, to our standards. It might not be to our timetable, but that is going to happen. Uh, and on the, other hand, on the other hand, when we are doing the sin of comparison of saying, oh, that person way worse than me. God, what is going on there? You know, look how righteous I am. 
but like you know, if if there was, if all was right with the world, you would get you would knock them down and you would exalt me. Uh, it, it comes down to our worldview and our motivation with which we go to church. Because again, Scripture says, you know, nothing's going to get past God. He is all knowing, all powerful, omniscient, omnipresent. You know, if you think you can fool God, <laughs> good luck. We'll see how that turns out. But if you're the one placing the judgment on the person and on God, then uh, that's not going to end well, super great either. That's right. And, you know, I, on, on the heels of that, too, I think, you know, what it says there in that, in that verse we were looking at in verse 14, he says, there's a vanity on earth, mm-hmm. right? He says, there's, it, it, it's saying there's an unjustness on earth, Joe, not in heaven. Right. right. And so and so I think I think what we need to always keep our mind on is, you know, our prayer in the New Testament is, Lord, um, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's the that's what we're looking forward to. We're looking for the justness and the and 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 this, you know, this this thing that's in heaven to be ultimately at some time brought to earth. But this is an unjustness that does take place on earth, but not in heaven. And so and so, Joe, yeah. God's God's not. You know, if if God allows the unjustness to last for whatever season he does, for whatever purposes and reasons he does, we need to keep in mind that this ultimately isn't our home. This isn't the place where we're looking for justice to be served in every capacity, right? You know, talk True. talk more about that because the vanity that's done on earth is not a reflection at all. Because a lot yeah. of times, Amen. you guys, pe- people will Amen. say, if God's got a love, why would yeah. he allow this? Why yeah, would yeah, he allow yeah. this? And they're looking at the injustness and, and the sin on earth and they're saying, why would I want heaven? I mean, why would yeah. I want a God? So so talk about that. This is an earthly thing, not a heavenly thing. Amen. And, and I think that's where a lot of people who are believers and and you see it in in the the psalmist who wrote seventy three, um, this isn't heaven, this is earth, and it's a fallen state. We're a part of it. Jesus said, "Hey, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have difficulties. Be of good cheer. I've overcome it." Um, this is not uh, heaven. This isn't the final stop because eternity in heaven we're with him and we're experiencing his pleasures forevermore and all that he has that we can't even comprehend now and so in this little period is and it almost seems like the writer of ecclesiastics did this when he's writing this he's looking through the lens of actually it it appears um that he's looking at through the lens of worldly eyes not that he's worldly at, at this point but He's not considering the eternal picture of this, and so he kind of puts this here. But the wonderful thing is, um, you know, the Lord, uh, he has in store wonderful things for us. If For the believer, um, if they put their eyes on things above, and that includes God, and that includes what God has, and they can rest in what he has and who he is. You know, our greatest prize, I think, when we get to heaven is going to be him, right? And we're going to be in his presence, and we are going to be uh, cared for and loved like we've never been uh, because we're going to be in his presence. That's right. That's right. In fact, I think you're right. When we get to heaven, it's not going to be, God, thank you that you've executed judgment on all those other people. (laughs) Thank you that you didn't execute it on me. We're we're going to be praising God for mercy (laughs) and grace, not looking at, well, why did you take so long to judge this fool over here, right? We're not going to be doing that. Um, You know, Mike, in in the last couple minutes we have, you know, put, put, put a ball on this because in Psalm 73, which we've been kind of uh, interacting with, he says um, that all these, unga- you know, all this 
this stuff that was happening with these sinners, he goes, uh, it was, it was, it was confusing to me till I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I discerned their end. Truly, you have set them in slippery places to make them fall in ruin. However, they are destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors. Life apart from God. Talk about the person who thinks that though they're prospering now, though that they're they're flying in the face of all that God says, God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. They don't care. And they're looking at their life going, I'm blessed. I got a blessed marriage. I got a blessed job. I got money in the bank, toys in the garage. Um, the psalmist says, you've been set in slippery places. Talk about why in the last couple of minutes, those places are slippery. How are they slippery? I'm going to tell you something just from a personal point of view. I'm one of those guys who I never really had the luxury of getting away with as much as I maybe wanted to get. And I used <laughs> to think that that was a bad thing when I was a kid. It's like, oh man, you know, they're on top of it. I'm going to tell you something. It's a good thing because the more you get away with, the more clever you think you are, the more swagger you have. Wow. And you have, and you have, um, you know, the more leash you get, the more you hang yourself when when the, when the things happen and i think that will happen in the in these circumstances again those people uh, we can look at our media today we can look around there's somebody everyone knows somebody who's like ah oh, it's a bunch of hogwash i'm living life i'm looking great and even you might have had a situation where someone looked at you and said man you're silly going to church man i got all look i look at my my car full of car my garage full of cars look at my money look at my stuff and I mean, almost in the rock and roll lifestyle, they just thumb their nose at, at, at all these things. Yeah. And, and again, there's been people who've been allowed to live long lives and, and do those kinds of things. But at the end of the day, it always catches up. That's right. God will not be mocked. Um, and I think that, that in some cases, the, the, the problem that we, you know, we, sometimes we struggle with is when they don't, when they allowed to go on longer, more people follow that model. That's right. But at the same time, it, it leads to ruin. On the other hand, if you are the believer who's needing some encouragement today, Revelation 21, 4 says, he will wipe away every tear from our eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall be mourning nor crying nor pain nor former things because the former things will pass away. That's right. It's all vanity. This stuff was all going to pass away. And it can feel good temporarily to, have, to, to live your life to whatever you want to do that and indulge yourself However, but at the end of the day, what you were talking about, Joe, there is something greater. Right. There's something on the other side that we need to keep our minds on as we're here on earth. That's right. You know, the, the slippery pro, pl places, you know, I'll, I'll end with this. It says in Psalm, Psalm 73, um, how, uh, verse 19, how they're destroyed in a moment, swept away utterly by terrors, like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, when you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. And here's, here's where this ends. I know it seems to the listeners that, that might be listening, I know it seems like you're getting away with it, right? I, I, life apart from God may not seem as, as bad as you've been told, right? And, and, and please don't understand the, the forbearance and long suffering of God um, as, as approval of your condition, um, because the truth is the Bible would suggest you're actually storing up wrath. Um, against the day of wrath. Um, but, but here's the reality. What he's saying there is one day it will all end. 
one day it will be time to pay the piper, if you will. One day you're going to wake up like a dream is over, just bam, and you're going to be in your new reality. And your new reality is going to be that you bucked up against God the entire time that you had a chance to submit to him. And what you thought you were getting away with during that time will be delivered in its full capacity and weight into your lap. So the whole purpose of that is to bring you to repentance, to understand that God is not going to be mocked, whether he's not mocked in time or he's not mocked in eternity. No man will get away with doing uh, evil and continuing to do evil. So we would encourage you, repent, call upon the name of the Lord. And the Bible says you will be saved. Let the grace and mercy of God touch your soul and conform you into his image and not uh, the world's image. Hey, listen, we're out of uh, time for this uh, episode of Shouts of Grace. Man, time flew by, you guys. Um, can't wait to have you guys on the on the show again. Um, God bless you guys. And, um, you know, seek the Lord while he may be found. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Shouts of Grace Radio, practical conversations from God's Word, hosted by Pastor Steve Pearson. We hope that you have been encouraged to see the Bible as God's source of truth for everyday life and grace as the foundation for a genuine relationship with God. If today's conversation encouraged you in your journey following and learning more about Jesus, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us online at shoutsofgraceradio.com. At shoutsofgraceradio.com, you can listen to all of our episodes, share them online with your friends, and find out more about Pastor Steve. Shouts of Grace is an outreach of Redemption Hill Church in Saratoga Springs, Utah. Thank you again for joining us on today's show. And from all of us at Shouts of Grace, it is our prayer that you would grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. Shouts of